welcome back, you jewels and gems. Thank you for tuning into a Practical Home Podcast. This is a space for all things cottage witchery, brought to you straight from the suburbs. I am your host, Mandy, and I'm glad you can join me this week. Here we chat about home magic, kitchen witchery, green magic, and everything in between. So get cozy, grab a drink, and stay for a while. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. I hope that you've had a lovely week. I know that globally things haven't gotten much better for uh, a large number of peoples, but I still hope that you are able to find comfort and feel hope and uh, know that you're loved and know that we're all gonna get through this, whatever your struggle might be, we're we're all gonna get through this together. I don't really have any housekeeping items or any updates. Um, In light of everything that's going on, I feel kind of weird going on about my day-to-day or my weekly update like I normally do. So I'm just going to skip that portion this episode um, and um, just say that I'm always available if, you know, someone needs to chat or get anything off your chest or just look for um, someone to lean on. Um, I just think it's really important that everybody around the world supports each other right now. And um, I hope that you're safe and um, I hope that you are um, doing well. And um, I just wanted to put that out there that I'm I'm just available. Um, but that's all I really have in terms of updates. So we can get right into this week's topic um, regarding magical tools. And um, be safe out there. And don't forget to love each other. to talk about magical tools that we use um, in any space but especially in the home and I wanted to talk about alternatives to what we normally see kind of advertised as typical altar tools or magical tools that you'll use in spellcrafting or in rituals or anything like that. I love having very pretty extra witchy altar tools and spell tools. I love buying all the witchy accessories, that is for sure. But something that I've struggled with for years was moving all of those items from one altar space to either the kitchen or some other room or vice versa and how awkward it was to set up altar space in a new area. I've moved a number of times the last couple of years and so I I know how difficult it can be to find that right sacred space set up. And I had to remind myself along the way that I can have multiple sets of sacred tools and they don't always have to be the same kind of object for me. So I started thinking about what you would typically see as an altar tool, whether it be in books or on different blogs, websites, even spoken about in different podcasts, what you would typically see on an altar table. 
Some of these may seem a little more Wiccan. I'm not making a statement of one way or the other if some tool is um, primarily Wiccan or non-Wiccan. Um, I don't feel like I'm educated enough to really speak on that, but these are the tools, the altar tools that I feel like are really presented to me the most and um, different things you can use to substitute for them that you might find around your home. The first tool that I have considered is the use of the pentacle on an altar space. The pentacle is typically used to symbolize the earth element and can be used to magically energize any item that you place onto it. Um, I think placement is typically somewhere around the center of the altar space, but I've seen different setups. And considering that it is used to hold and magically energize items, a cutting board or a trivet or um, a coaster, something like that that is special to you, can certainly be used in place of the pentacle on an altar. Let's say a kitchen altar that you're setting up. This could also be made from handmade dough or clay or something that you've thrifted. The cauldron, another common altar tool, is used to symbolize the water element. It can also symbolize the goddess like a chalice can and can be used for scrying or for burning things in like herbs or different spell ingredients that you have. A really great substitute for me in my kitchen setup for the cauldron is either something like an instant pot or a slow cooker um, that I use like a cauldron in so many ways when it comes to creating any concoction that I'm making. Dutch ovens can also be in place of a traditional cauldron. They're more inconspicuous if you're not out to your family and friends. Nobody would suspect anything if you had a Dutch oven sitting on top of your stove. I also have a, a cast iron bean pot that I have on my kitchen counter that I place on my stove during rituals. And it, it's also a very unassuming item. When turned around, it does have a pentacle on the front, but you don't actually notice it when it's turned around. A lot of those cast iron um, cauldrons and bean pots are designed that way if you buy them from a wiki, a wiki shop, a witchy shop. Athames or athames are also commonly seen on altar tables and in sacred space spreads, and they're used to direct energy and cut intangible things, not directly cutting items like you would with a bowling knife. I find stirring spoons that I use for regular and special use to be great substitutes. I use my stirring spoons in kitchen magic um, practically when I'm stirring things and also to move the energy around. I have um, different special ones with um, different carvings and burnings on them that are meaningful to me and that, um, you know, fills me with power. Stirring spoons can also be used in place of wands, which uh, by definition, wands serve functionally very similar to athames. And um, so those are kind of interchangeable there. The chalice is used to symbolize water and sometimes to represent the goddess, um, similar to the cauldron, which I mentioned earlier. A great substitute for a chalice is a measuring cup, um, but you can also substitute um, using a favorite mug or glass that you have. 
Um, something like that would work great in a pinch. I know I have favorite coffee cups and tea cups, and I will use those for special occasions. It's not uncommon for me to grab something like a mug and use it in place of a fancy chalice on an altar space. Wine glasses can also be used if that's something that you have around. And don't forget that you can find a ton of great, really interesting glassware when you're out thrifting. I find thrift stores always have brass and glass. Just so many interesting pieces that I've never seen before. Candles are another altar item that I typically see and um, that I've been thinking about. I keep candles in the kitchen to light for prayer or to honor goddess. Um, and so not really considering alternatives to candles, but um, different types of candles that you might reach for. So these can of course be pillar, um, tea light, even birthday candles would work great uh, for either a makeshift altar, a travel altar, a secondary altar in your home, or even your primary altar. I also use store-bought jar candles on my altar from time to time. I feel like a lot of people only like to use chime candles or the pillar candles that are kind of designated for deity work. Um, th those that are in the, um, the glass, the tall glass jars, which I feel like their actual term is prayer candle, but that might be wrong. Um, but I, I have a Yankee candle that I have dedicated to Hestia and I burn on my altar. It's the um, Cozy Cabin Escape scent. It makes me think of Hestia and so she gets a fancy little candle on my altar space. Plug-in wax melts are also great to use in the kitchen if you're not needing fire, but maybe you're just using either scent um, aromatherapy or um, some type of color magic or color association. The boline, different from the athame that we mentioned earlier, is used to actually cut up items. And you can chop up herbs, carve symbols, runes, um, even cut cords during rituals. And looking for a substitution that you would have handy, a good chef's knife is perfect for chopping up your items if you have a lot of chopping to do. Maybe you're working with a lot of herbs in a particular ritual. I've also found that a paring knife is a great multi-purpose tool in the kitchen and during ritual. Plus, they're also small enough that you can store them easily in travel altars or, um, you know, something on the go. The last tool that I, I think of um, when, when looking for um, kind of non-conventional replacements is the grimoire or spellbook. Um, you know, as opposed to a very um, commonly seen, aesthetically pleasing book. In the house, cookbooks work great as substitutes for spell books or as a grimoire. Um, I collect all kinds of recipes in my cookbook, especially those that I use magically. As I mentioned in the last episode, um, cookbooks especially in um, kitchen magic, um, can hold all kinds of, of memories for you. And, and there's a lot of things you can journal about in your kitchen magic journey. Um, or, you know, something that you might not consider kitchen magic. You, there's no reason why you couldn't put something more in the realm of, let's say, green magic in a cookbook. 
but cookbooks can be passed down to family members who are in or not in the craft and um, that's typically not a, a frowned upon tradition where some relatives may be a little um, put off by spell books or grimoires depending on who they might be and what their relationship is to you but cookbooks um, are a great way to document everything that you learn, um, your thoughts and feelings, and of course, the recipes that you want to carry on. When you put all of that together, you can pull from thrifted items, handmade items, just budget items that you have around the house, and you can create really unique combinations of alternate or alternative altar tools that maybe suit your personal style better, maybe fit your budget better than some more expensive tools might. Uh, and you can create something really interesting and uh, special for your individual practice. If that's something that you're doing, you're using maybe um, something kind of weird or, or out of the norm for a, a primary altar tool, I would love to see it. I wanna see what everyone's using, especially when it comes to things like um, an alternate for athames or wands. I love the interesting, unique things people come up with for uh, items for directing energy and also for substitutions for cauldrons. I just think it, there's so many different options out there. It's always cool to see what people are using. So tag me if you have something that uh, you think I might be interested in seeing. And happy hunting for your new altar tools that might be serving a secondary space or even your primary space. Um, just get creative with it. Once again, thank you so much for joining me this week as we talked about magical tools and different variations of those items. I sure hope that you share your magical tools with me. I'm always interested to see what people have. And for any reason, feel free to connect to me on different socials. I'm on Instagram at A Practical Home Podcast. I'm also over on Twitter at A Practical Home. And as always, you can email me anytime at A Practical Home Podcast at gmail.com. Until next time, bye bye.